Welcome to Behind the Warrior, a podcast presented by the EOD Warrior Foundation. This series will focus on resources, interviews, and topics impacting EOD warriors, their families, and the military community at large. Good morning, Mike. How are you? I'm doing good, Sherry. How about yourself? I'm doing well. Loving the fall weather here in the Panhandle. It's pretty cool. Yes, it is. Yes. Well, we're super excited today to have our guest, Melanie Moore, on the podcast with us. She is the Education Director for Maddie Kelly Arts Foundation in Destin, Florida. Welcome, Melanie. Thank you. Hey, Melanie. (laughs) Hi. Hi, Mike. Hey, good to have you. It's really good to have you today, and um, we always like to, t- to ask people to tell us a little bit about yourself, but before we get started, I think it's good for our listeners to know that we actually met Melanie about three years ago yeah. when our paths crossed at a veteran service organization meeting here in the Panhandle, and Melanie came prepared to talk to us about this very creative meditative art form called Zentangle. And from that uh, meeting that we had, we actually partnered with her um, to host a little bit of, it was like a luncheon that actually taught the, the method. So um, we've known you for a little while, Melanie, but I think our listeners would love to know a little bit about you too. Oh, uh, yes. So, um, I am an artist. Um, I'm also a teaching artist. I have an art education background, an art education methodology, um, and nonprofit background. Um, so I'm a big arts advocate for you know all kinds of sectors of society. Really, for I believe that arts are for everyone. Um, and a little more about me personally. I'm an animal lover. And um, fun fact: I'm an identical twin. Wow, that's cool. So, yeah, so those are <laughs> those just little some little uh, trivia facts there. But, uh, yeah, it was great to meet you. Um, and I just wanted to thank you both because you were you really helped me sort of get started with um, connecting with various groups um, in the military community to deliver them with art experiences and creative opportunities. Well, that's great to hear. That's awesome. Um, so with what you just described and, you know, giving us a little bit of history about yourself, um, how did you actually become interested in art to begin with? Well, I was fortunate because I was always encouraged by my parents and they're very creative as well. My dad is an author um, and my mother um, used to paint. And we would watch her paint as well, my sister and I. Uh, so I was always interested in art, but I really studied more music and, and dance uh, going through school. And then when I got to college, I saw that as my opportunity to really explore the visual arts. And then I went on to get um, a degree in humanities with, um, with a lot of painting in the, included in there. And then I went and got a master in humanities with um, the University of Houston Clear Lake, and and for that I focused on studio art and art history as well. So um, from there, I sort of made a segue into the art education world, and uh, so I it's kind of um, wearing a number of different hats in um, the arts sector. So Melanie, one of the things that uh, we learned when we first met you is that you work for the Maddie Kelly Arts 
Foundation. Could you talk about the differences between the uh, two organizations, even though they, they, they're confused a lot here? Uh, yeah, sure. So uh, we're often confused with the Matakali Arts Center, and we're not actually affiliated in any way with the Arts Center in Niceville or the college, Northwest Florida State College. Um, so we share the name of a common original benefactor. Maddie Kelly was a late sort of Destin matriarch, and she was instrumental in starting the fishing charter sort of industry and the tourism industry in Destin. And so she kind of um, left bequests to a number of charities and a number of charitable interests. So um, we share a name, and we're definitely... Um, community partners and have some of the same objectives, but we're not actually affiliated. And so the foundation, we're a 501c3, and we are located in Destin, and we're on 52 acres in Destin, and kind of a huge tract of land that you may not know is there <laughs> that um, that houses a an arts village. And on our outdoor art village, we have a pavilion, and we host concerts and an art festival. And then we have the other sort of domain um, that's part of our mission, and that is education outreach, and that's, that's what I do. Fantastic. So as the education director, uh, tell us about your role. Yes. So we really have two main objectives with the foundation. Number one, we are a cultural presenter. I just mentioned our outdoor concert series and festival. And then the other um, sort of arm of the foundation is education outreach. And so um, we sort of share a the premise that arts are central to the human experience and it makes everyone's lives better. Um, so my job is to take all of the arts and reach out to the community. That's why we call it outreach. And so I deliver arts programs to K-12 students, to schools, after-school programs for at-risk youth, um, children and adults with special needs, uh, and also the military community. And so I organize programs around 40, up to 40 programs a year, uh, reaching around 10,000 people a year. And then I participate in the fundraising and grant writing for that as well. So I'm kind of involved in all phases of taking the arts to the community. Man, that is that is a lot of work. Do you ever get to sleep or take time <laughs> off? <laughs> <laughs> occasionally, occasionally. No. Um, I mean, luckily, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun because I organize uh, artist residencies. And usually when you say an artist residency, it's when you host an artist for a period of time to enable them to create a body of work, whether mm -hmm. it's a you know visual art series or you know maybe writing a play or doing something of that nature. But what we do is we host um, teaching artists. So I research and find the best theater companies to come and and stay and visit our schools and our organizations and organize. Um, you know, hands-on workshops with our fantastic drumming artist in residence, the hands-on with Zig from Nashville. Uh, so I get to work with some really amazing people who are sort of the top of their game with their craft, but who are also specialists in communicating that to 
um, all kinds of different audiences. And so that's it's really neat for me to work with people who have that mission. And um, yeah, it makes it it makes it all worthwhile. Yeah, well, you certainly have great great passion for the arts um, all the way around, Melanie. And what a gift you know that you're sharing with people. So that's that's fantastic. Thank you. You're welcome. So Mike and I know that you have a real heart for our veteran community, and um, you are currently um, an honorary command chief for First Special Operations Wing and also part of the Military Affairs Committee for the Destin Chamber of Commerce. So can you talk about how the programs for our veterans evolved? Yes. Uh, when I first came on as education director, and actually even before um, I was actually um, awarded the position, I was doing some research. Uh, I wanted to see what populations uh, Medicaid was serving. And just because we have such a, a big veteran population here, I was curious like if there were any programs that were specifically targeting veterans and the military community in terms of arts programming. And, you know, I used to, you know, years ago, I would see the commercials with the Wounded Warrior Foundation. I thought it would be really neat to volunteer for and to um, really contribute in a way that is part of, you know, my specialty. I could share things that would be useful to others. Um, and it, there was never really quite the, the right fit. I volunteered for many um, different retreats and fundraisers and such. But uh, when I came on with Maddie Kelly Arts Foundation, I asked, what are we doing for our you know, military community, and they said, well, we don't have anything yet, <laughs> and I saw a need there, and so I just created, I just created one, um, I called it Warrior Arts, and the reason I thought this was really important is because, um, you know, I think you can tell someone, hey, thank you for your service, or you can actually do something that is tangible to help people, um, so it's, it's really sort of, um, extending my beliefs um, in giving back. And uh, I think also what people may not realize is we're already solving your, your community um, in terms of, you know, uh, the schools where we have a large uh, veteran population uh, or, or military dependents. So we, we're already doing school programs. Um, we have a great relationship with Emerald Coast Autism Center and their population is a majority of um, uh, military families. So I wanted to extend that to uh, to warriors with visible and invisible injuries, and then it sprung really from there. So I just think, think it's really important to round out um, our outreach programs because we want to make sure that we're getting programs that have therapeutic benefits to those who could really who could really utilize those techniques and the arts. Right, and we have a large military population here in the uh, Florida Panhandle in our local area, so that uh, you are doing programs uh, not just for veterans, because I want to clarify that to our listening audience, not just for veterans, but also for active duty military 
wounded warriors who may be in transitioning, also with military dependents, uh, spouses and families. So you're you're hitting everybody. I mean, it, and you're, yeah, it's a very yes. very wide swath, and, uh, and you're doing great work. So a couple of well, things. That's, that's my mission. <laughs> well, you're, you are accomplishing your mission. I, yes, you are. <laughs> you're making a big difference uh, here. So arts is so important. I think, to the wellness and recovery of many of our veterans. Sherry and I have been working with wounded, ill, and injured for many, many, many years, and uh, we very much believe in the arts as healing uh, therapies for our veterans, for our military. Uh, it's just one of the most relaxing things to, to help boost uh, wellness and and other yeah. possibilities with, within the veterans in the military. Mm-hmm. So you have a couple programs that uh, we understand that you, you have going on. Uh, and one is called Improv Comedy, and the other is Entangle Art. But first, uh, I want to talk about Improv Comedy. How did that come about, and how does that work, and uh, what do you find interesting about it? Uh, yes. So I was I was researching what are some of the um, most current and contemporary and interesting and successful improv programs for military and uh, active duty and um, veteran community. And I came across improv. And um, I'm also on the board of the Seaside Rep Theater and the it's in Seaside, Florida. And um, we do a, quite a bit of improv. Um, so we started doing improv with after school groups and with kids, and um, and since it also is really um, applicable to anybody, I thought it would be, first of all, a lot of fun. And I, don't, I also don't think that healing has to be boring or painful. There are different ways to heal and to become more fluent in communication skills, um, transitional skills. Uh, improv is team-building um, it helps with fluency of communication, problem solving in a hilarious way. So if you've ever seen Whose Line Is It Anyway, that's what we do with um, our warrior groups. Love and so that we show. Go in and, and it's, <laughs> yes, it's so much fun. And uh, we go in and the audience gets to participate. Um, so we did this not too long ago with the AFSOC peer coordinators. And it was uh, it was part of a peer training, or peer counselor training. And uh, I think it was really successful. It, it was also, it also became legendary as the improv session that went from, you know, rated G to N- NC-17 <laughs> <laughs> pretty quickly. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I, I think everyone was, was feeling free in, in their expression. So, uh, yeah, so since you have the ability to kind of uh, riff off each other and, um, you know, get yourself in hilarious situations, I think it's really good for um, uh, military and veterans just because, you know, we're kind of going back and forth between worlds and communication is key and really to success in many different um, situations. Yeah, and laughter is uh, such great medicine, isn't it? Laughter is great medicine. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is. Yeah, I truly believe that. Yeah, we it, do it, too. It takes it takes getting out of your zone or your typical role um, to you know transition into different stages of your life, whether or not you're affiliated with the military. But I think um, 
improvisation is is a really good skill to have and it also kind of builds your confidence. I never thought that I would get up on stage and do some of the silly stuff that we've done, but wow, it's really freeing <laughs> as well. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, you never you know. Really feel like you can conquer the world. <laughs> right, exactly. And, you know, sometimes we don't know what we're capable of or what our maybe a, a hidden talent may be or even just something that you enjoy until True. you try it. So this True. is this is a great well, and thing. I think also, oh, yes. And I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Um, but I, I think also in terms of um, the peer counseling and peer supporter program, you know, if you are approaching a peer that you think, is uh, having difficulty, then it's a really good skill to be able to do that. Sometimes um, broaching a difficult subject with humor and to be able to um, communicate in different ways and kind of step into different roles and try them on. I think it's, I think it's really important. Yeah, absolutely. So um, we talked about improv comedy and the other, the yes. other program that you have is Zentangle Art. And we understand that it's a, a meditative art practice, but can you tell us why it's so much fun and, and what are the positive impacts from participating in this art method? Yes. So um, just to give sort of a definition of Zentangle. So it is, it's a way, it's a, it's a method of drawing structured patterns that is really fun. It's easy to learn, but it's also very meditative it promotes mindfulness, and um, I would describe Zentangle if you were to look at it or to visualize it. If you could imagine, um, let's say, like a Polynesian-style tattoo, mm-hmm. it's um, all black and white, or if you've ever seen Celtic knotwork, um, tribal patterns, um, any kind of pattern art that you can picture or imagine, uh, there is a tangle or a pattern that is similar. So it looks very elaborate, um, but it's done on a very small piece of paper that we call a tile. And um, it is very improvisational. It's allowed to progress um, in a cool way. Um, It's a guided practice of drawing patterns one stroke at a time. And so it's very accessible. And um, the meditative aspect comes about because drawing those patterns and focusing on the strokes or your pen marks that you create allows your brain to engage in that activity just enough so that that becomes your focus and not recurring or recurring thoughts or narratives that are unhelpful um, feelings that, you know, maybe you want to work through. Um, that focus allows you to do that, and everything else falls away. So it's similar to meditation. I would call it almost like an active meditation in the sense that you're focusing on drawing a curved line or a straight line or repetitive shapes, and it is uh, very relaxing. It allows you to have a um, sort of a relaxed focus, and that's kind of my definition of mindfulness. So meditation is excellent. And I know we've talked about this before. Um, I think, uh, Mike, you mentioned that you do um, transcendental meditation with some of your retreats. And um, Mm -hmm. that's, yes. And I'm a big fan of meditation, and I I actually meditate every day. It's not always um, extremely accessible, 
uh, once you get accustomed to it, it becomes uh, easier to sit down and, and do it. But sometimes if you're not quite ready or if, you, if you're really keyed up, um, then tangling or drawing these patterns is going to help you get similar results, but just in a more active way. And so, and I think especially with um, some, I work with quite a few um, special operations veterans um, who are also like super action oriented, and they tend to really like this because um, it's an active way to kind of get in the zone. And, um, you know, these patterns are, you know, no one... The Zentangle did not invent pattern drawing, but the Zentangle method has created a ceremony or a process in order to do it in a very easy and simple way. Yeah, just uh, going back to the Zentangle drawing, you, uh, I took part in that, and I learned how to do it. Um, everything you said is, is right. It was very meditative. It was very relaxing. And I showed my wife that I didn't have two left thumbs, and she actually framed the little tile that I drew, so it looked really good. So <laughs> thank you for that. And, yeah, I think it's a, an yeah. amazing uh, therapy. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, Melanie. We had a lot of fun that day. Um, yes. Other people are usually amazed um, at what they can do in an hour and a half. Um, it, it requires no artistic experience whatsoever. But by the time you um, leave the class, you have a beautiful um, piece of art that looks very elaborate. I can and vouch for that. Created it, you know. <laughs> yeah, and you know, you've just you've just created it one step at a time, and that's really kind of a metaphor for um, healing and, and getting through many things in our lives. I would agree. It was it was a lot of fun. I have mine framed, and it is on my um, on my desk here at work. So I love it. I show it to people and uh, get asked yeah. about what what it is and all of that sort of thing. So it's really cool. Um, what what book would you recommend if someone wanted to actually learn Zentangle? I know that in in my opinion, mm-hmm. I believe that having instruction is really important, and you do a phenomenal job with that, Melanie. But maybe not everybody has access to a Melanie Moore in their community. So, sure. what what book <laughs> yeah. would you recommend? Well, the classic is called the Zentangle Primer or Primer, either pronunciation is correct, and it is by the founders of the Zentangle Method, Rick Roberts and Maria Thomas, and for um, any veterans listening, uh, Rick Roberts is a Coast Guard veteran, so one of the founders is a veteran, and this book is good because it takes you through the philosophy, um, the terminology, um, the ceremony or the procedure of drawing is entangled tile, which is um, pretty simple, but you know, just takes a few moments to um, to really sort of get the hang of of what you're doing. And then it has all of the classic tangle patterns. And what's good about getting the book, even if you have been in a live class, is the fact that your ultimate goal with entangle is to be able to draw these tangles. Or patterns in an autonomous way so the less that you have to think about how you're going to draw each one then the more you can get into the meditative and therapeutic sort of zone and the way I like to describe that is you're tangling up to power down because you're powering down anything else that no longer serves you but if you have a tangible guide such as the book it takes you through 
um, a series of lessons. So it's it's very similar to taking a live class. It's just that you're engaging um, in a little bit different way because you're reading the text and referring back to that. But it's a great resource. It's really the only book you'll ever need. But um, some other books that are great um, that are not official Zentangle um, books, but they're uh, authored by a certified Zentangle teacher. Um, there's Yoga for Your Brain or Totally Tangled. And those are, you know, a little bit smaller books or shorter books and um, also have some really fun tangles in there. Very cool. Well, thank you for that. And, you know, you're welcome. Because of, of COVID-19 um, this year, it has kind of turned a lot of things uh, into yes. virtual programming. And um, in yes. order to stay connected to the community, what has uh, Maddie Kelly Arts Foundation done to assist in this? Well, the number one thing is the Zentangle classes. Uh, The Zentangle classes um, are fairly simple to do virtually and with great community partners like the EOD Warrior Foundation. (laughs) um, I'm able to team up with various community partners and teach Zentangle virtually. Um, I have ongoing virtual classes with Okaloosa Vet Center, for instance, um, with a combat veterans group and with a female veterans group. Um, and th- those are really great classes, too, because coming in repeatedly for um, lessons really allows them to go deeper into that practice. And uh, I'll be doing a virtual workshop for AFSOC Warrior Care Summit next week. Uh, so the silver lining with the COVID situation is I think it's sort of forced many organizations to, I don't know, sort of engineer this uh, virtual <laughs> realm, which mm-hmm. is, is, not, is not easy uh, for us that are, that are new at this, like myself. Uh, so, yes, the Zentangle classes uh, are a virtual offering that we have currently, and then we also host um, an annual arts festival that I mentioned before, and we have a virtual component of that that will be coming up so that people can shop virtually for, for art from the featured artists. Oh, that's... So that's just another way to you know really reach out to the community and make that art a little bit more accessible. Well, that's wonderful. And for our listeners out there, I had a great conversation with Melanie yesterday, and we are planning an event for December 4th, a virtual event, which will have two time slots that folks can sign up. We'll have a limited number of people that we can take in each session, but stay tuned for that. And we're, we're really excited to partner yeah. with, with you, Melanie, and have have some sort of you know offering for our community that uh, is a little different. And um, we're we're looking forward to planning yeah. it all. Absolutely, absolutely. So it is a good. Um, it is. It is sometimes a really good fit for virtual programming um, in the sense that you're. It is a guided practice, so you're following along, um, and there's not really a lot of conversation going on in the class because mm-hmm. it is very meditative. So you mm-hmm. can really sort of just follow along and unplug and 
and uh, tune into the process. Right. Well, that's what we're going to encourage folks to do is to be able to find, you know, a quiet place that they can concentrate on what's going on and listen to your guided practice and, and learn how to Zentangle. And I think it it's it's going to be super cool. I'm, I'm excited to get it launched and get it out into the community so that we can get some people signed up. And Sherry, uh, how are you going to get the word out to the community? Where, where can people find that information? Sure. So I would say within maybe a week, uh, there will be an application that will be pushed out via Facebook and also through my email contacts to share with the community and just announce that we're doing it. And hopefully, you know, it'll all be well. Yep, absolutely. And uh, I encourage everybody to sign up for that because it's really a good, good course. So, Melanie, um, I think I already know the answer to this question because you, I, I can feel the passion in your voice and, and all the things that you've done in a short amount of time for our military community. But uh, could you quickly summarize why this work, working with our military veterans and families, is so important to you? Yes. So, I would say that it's really my philosophy that, you know, I'm not on the front lines. I'm not serving. Um, I haven't served my country um, in the military, um, but I can serve and show my patriotism in other ways. So I decided a while back that, you know, I may not be able to contribute in the way that um, our veterans have done, for instance, but what I can do is try to make our community a better place. And the best way I know how to do that, because it's my specialty, is through the arts. And uh, so that's why, that's why I reached out. To the military community. I just think it's so important. And um, I think it, there's huge growth potential in this. And it's really sort of been a runaway hit. I, I wasn't sure how, how it would be received. And um, yeah, I think the, the positive responses that I've received have been more than enough encouragement for to keep this going for a long time and well. to grow it. Well, Melanie, thank you, and uh, I know that you've contributed greatly to this community, and so so many of us here have absolutely benefited from your work and your passion, and uh, it is very inspiring, and, and we really thank you. I have uh, one more question for you. If you could give one self-care tip or a positive message to our listeners, what would it be? I would, My number one tip for self-care is meditation um and so if you are not if you don't have access to a meditation teacher or you're not sure where to start there are many different apps out there i think that one that i tried was a calm app there are guided meditations that you can do um and then of course there is zentangle so (laughs) there are quite a few instructional videos that you can find online as well if you are not in this area and you can also go to zentangle.com and you can look up all of the certified Zentangle teachers all around the world. So wherever you are, there, there may be a, a Zentangle teacher close to you. Um, so that is another option. I think when it comes to you know, self-care, I, I believe in throwing everything at it that you possibly can. So meditation... I do journaling and just sketching. I do one I do meditation every day, and then I do either journaling, sketching, or Zentangle once a day as well. 
Wow. And it keeps me centered, and mm-hmm. you really kind of need a little time to yourself, no matter what you're doing, where you are. I believe strongly in that. Right, and for to recharge, and for all of us going through COVID, I think uh, we can find a little time for ourselves. <laughs> Quarantine yes, and all yes. that, right? Yeah, it gets a little easier. That's Once one again, positive. There's a silver lining. <laughs> right, right. Thank you so much for sharing the, uh, your tips on that. Yeah, and I love the fact that you also brought forward, you know, the silver lining, um, because yes. I do think there has been some silver linings that have come out of this pandemic, and also potentially programs that have turned virtual that may even, you know, cross over into twenty twenty one and and beyond, because it's still a way to connect, and um, you know, face to face is. In my opinion, always the best. But in this situation, right. I, I think there's been a huge silver lining with people pivoting to um, do virtual platforms. So thank you for that, Melanie. Absolutely. I mean, I agree that there's no there's no substitute for face to face interaction, and we all need that. But um, I think everybody um, in this community is trying to really mobilize to. Uh, reach everyone. I think that's a, a great effort. And I think you're definitely leading the charge with that. So thanks for everything you're doing. Sure. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, we are going to transition into uh, what we like to call our fun questions at the end. And uh, okay. they're just just a little <laughs> bit about your favorites. And it's real simple. And it, we're going to have some fun. Okay. Okay. All right. Here we go. So I know as an artist, you may not have one particular uh, favorite medium, but if you could, if you could pick an art medium, what would it be? Definitely watercolor, because that that is my specialty. It is my love. Um, I absolutely just can never get enough of it. Mm -hmm. And I find it endlessly fascinating. Um, just the translucency, it's very fluid, um, it's kind of jewel-like, I don't know, I, I love it, yeah. <laughs> it's my favorite. Awesome. How Drawing we- and with mm-hmm. pen and ink is a close second. Okay, got you, that was my next question, I was going to ask <laughs> you, do you like pencil or pen? So, um, sounds like you like pen. 110% <laughs> pens, I probably have 100 different drawing pens. Uh-huh. Um, and then for journaling, and lately I've gotten into the decorative planning, if anyone else on the podcast loves that as well. Um, for my planner and my sketchbook, uh, or for my planner and my journal, I have uh, a rainbow assortment of pens next to my writing station, and then I have um, numerous pens for sketching and drawing. Very cool. Well, do you have I never a f- have enough. <laughs> no, you don't. And and there's always something new out on the market that kind of tempts us too when we're yes. standing in the store to uh, make a purchase. So, um, do you have a favorite artist? My favorite artist would have to be Henri Matisse. Um, I loved his use of color and of contour lines, um, sort of uh, love of patterning. I think he's probably my number one favorite. I also love the artwork of Sonia Delaunay, um, who, if you're not familiar with that, she was a, an artist in Paris in the 20s, and she did very sort of geometric and abstract art, and then she segued 
um, into surface design. So she did fabric design. She did all kinds of murals. She did crazy painted vehicles. Yeah, she was one of my favorites as well. Cool. Very cool. How about a favorite vacation spot? Oh, well, you know, I admit it's been a while since I've been on vacation, but I'm trying to change that. Uh, one of my favorite vacations was going to Scotland. Um, just the, It was amazing scenery. I really enjoyed the architecture with castles and um, also just the architecture around Edinburgh. Um, beautiful countryside as well. And I really thought that I thought that the locals were exceptionally friendly, and um, yeah, it's really one of my favorite experiences. I'd like to go back. Mm-hmm. That that's on my bucket list for sure. But I'm sure that yeah. um, Scotland also gave you inspiration for using those watercolors too. <laughs> yes, yes. Plus, I'm a big Outlander fan. So. Oh yes. <laughs> Yes, I don't know if anyone. Well. <laughs> yes, I am too, and uh, a couple yeah. of our coworkers here are as well. So we we love yeah. Outlander. <laughs> we had a we had a really funny conversation with one of our coworkers actually interviewing her, and um, it was quite comical. But uh, uh, all true, <laughs> all true statements she made about uh, Jamie and and just Scotland in general and all that sort of thing. So we're we're huge fans. <laughs> yeah. And Mike is rolling his eyes, by the way. Right. Oh, <laughs> come on, Mike. No, my wife loves it, too. I, I don't watch it. She likes it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a good show. Um, well, Melanie, thank you very, very much for your time today and all of the support that you give our community through your, your gift of art and wanting to teach and share your passion with people. We certainly appreciate it here in the Panhandle and at the Foundation. And always, it's always a pleasure to work with you and talk with you. Thank you. It's always a pleasure. And uh, I just wanted to extend the invitation. Um, anyone that's in the area, October 24th and 25th, we will be having our annual arts festival um, in Dustin, Mighty Kelly Arts Foundation at our village, our arts village. Perfect. So, I'll be there. <laughs> excellent. It's a great event. It, it will be so sweet this then. We'll have, the artists will be set up um, fairly far apart in the tent. So mm-hmm. we'll have fewer artists, but everything will be um, at a safe distance. And we'll still have live music and food trucks that are available. So it's, it's, a, it's a lot of great fun. Fantastic. It sounds like I'll get my steps in for the day, too, so that's cool. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Melanie, for being on. We really enjoyed having you today. Thank you, Mike. Uh, thank you so much for having me, and thank you both for everything that you do. Thank you. Thanks, Melanie. Take have care. A, yep, have a great day. Okay, you too. All right, bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to our Behind the Warrior podcast. This series is provided to you by the EOD Warrior Foundation. To learn more, please visit us on Facebook or at eodwarriorfoundation.org. And don't forget to tell a friend.